three times. Um, of course, Peter adamantly claimed that would never happen, and it did. Uh, and so, as we look at this scene, it doesn't appear to be peaceful at all, does it? It's, it's a little cantankerous. Jesus is telling some things that are going to happen. Um, the guys are kind of like, what's going on here? And, and, and then Jesus says these words, Let's, let not our hearts be troubled. And, and I've always imagined, and maybe some of you have done the same thing, is I put myself up into that upper room the day this all happened. And, and I've come to, the, came to the conclusion often, how could Jesus say, let not our hearts be troubled? Things, crazy things were about to happen. And, and maybe some of you today are saying the same thing about Jim and his death. How can I say to let not my heart be troubled? How can I tell you to not have your hearts be troubled? And it would be very easy and perhaps even understandable for Jim to have been depressed um, about his situation to have no hope himself in the midst of suffering and ill health. Yet a few weeks before his death, he's in the hospital, and he had a, a mini rebound. And, and, and Helen and, and Randy know that they were there. Um, and and it's, it's not that he said anything, but he, his vitals changed. Uh, it looked like, oh, my gosh, he, he's going to get better. Uh, and, and in that time... Um, I believe Jim might have remembered the words from our text today. These words. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I'm going. Jim believed in Jesus. He believed that the infant that was born in Bethlehem that we celebrated not even two months ago um, was, would grow up to be perfect, sinless, um, gave to the blind sight, made the lame walk, cleansed the leopards, enabled the deaf to hear, healed the sick, and died on a cross to take all of Jim's sins there and to die for him as well as you and I. Jim knew that Jesus did all of this so that, that he could prepare a place for Jim. Just as much as he, he prepares a place for each one of us here this morning. And I believe Jim clung to that promise. It sustained him in the midst of his suffering, his trial, his grief. That faith is what enabled Jim to smile in the midst of suffering and to have a cheerful spirit at least for a moment before the end of his life. Shortly before Jim died here at the church, we asked that God would provide healing for Jim. But some of you today might say, well, that prayer went unanswered. But I think if Jim would speak today, I believe he would stand here and tell you, nope, that all of that prayer was answered. Jim is now in the very place that Jesus in our text has promised that he would be and that he was preparing specifically for Jim. Today, Jim is in a, in a place that is so wonderful, so full of joy, so full of peace and comfort 
that even if he had the option of coming back and being with us today, I'm pretty sure he'd say, sorry, guys, but I'm happy where I'm at. This is the right place for me at this very moment because he is seeing the fulfillment of the promise in our text with his own eyes in heaven. Yet he would want to see that you and I, each one of us here today, um, would also know that Jesus has prepared the same place for each one of us here. And, and he would, I think, in his boldness, uh, push us where we need to be pushed, um, have a joyful smile with us to share the joy, but most importantly through all that is to let the cross of Christ shine brightly through him to all of you and to me. It is my hope and prayer that, that as you share your memories of Jim, and as you share them specifically with each other, that you will remember that the most important thing is that your Savior took on human flesh to live and to die and to rise again so that one day all of us here today can say, I shall see God whom I shall see for myself and my eyes shall be whole and not another. In the midst of your sorrow, in the midst of your grief, may that, the faith that Jim had through the power of the Holy Spirit and through God's word be your comfort, be your peace, and be your strength today, always. Amen. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for the life that you gave Jim. And Lord, we, we pray that we too can emulate where he emulated you uh, with faith, faith in, in our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, his Lord and his Savior, Jesus Christ. In Christ's name, amen. Would you please rise with me and, and together join in to professing the faith and the words of the Apostle Creed that Jim um, himself proclaimed many, many, many Sundays. God has made us his people through our baptism into Christ. Living together in trust and hope, we confess our faith. I believe. may be seated as we sing How Great Thou Art.
Let us pray to the Lord our God and Father who raised Jesus from the dead. Almighty God, you have knit your chosen people together into one communion in the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Give to your whole church in heaven and on earth your light and peace, Lord, in your mercy. Grant that all who have been baptized into Christ's death and resurrection may die to sin and rise to newness of life, and so pass with him through the gate of death and the, and the grave to our joyful resurrection. Lord, in your mercy. Grant that all who have been nourished by the holy body and blood of your Son may be raised to immortality and incorruption to be seated with him at your heavenly banquet. Lord, in your mercy. Give to the family of James and to all who mourn comfort in their grief and assure confidence in your loving care that casting all their sorrow on you, they may know the consolation of your love. Lord, in your mercy. Give courage and faith to the bereaved, that within the communion of your church, they may have strength to meet the days ahead in the assurance of a holy and certain hope, and in the joyful expectation of eternal life with those they love who have departed in the faith. Lord, in your mercy. Help us, we pray, in the midst of things we cannot understand, to believe and find comfort in the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Lord, in your mercy. Receive our thanks for James and for all the blessings you bestowed on him in this earthly life. Bring us at last to our heavenly home, that with him we may see you face to face in the joys of paradise. Lord, in your mercy. O God of all grace, you sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to bring life and immortality to light. We give you thanks that by his death he destroyed the power of death, and by his resurrection he opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Strengthen us in the confidence that because he lives, we shall live also, and that neither death nor life nor things present nor things to come will be able to separate us from your love, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Taught by our Lord and trusting in his promises, we are bold to pray together, our Father. Lord God, our shepherd, you gather the lambs of your flock into the arms of your mercy and bring them home. Comfort us with the certain hope of the resurrection to everlasting life and a joyful reunion with those we love who have died in the faith through your, your son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. Let us go forth in peace in the name of the Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.
Amen. I'd like to invite Ben up now to share some words. Good morning. So wonderful to see so many uh, family faces and friend faces here. Thank you, especially the members of the congregation that came to join us today and kind of pay your last respects uh, to my grandfather, Jim Bauman. Uh, my name is Jim Woolley. I'm one of his grandkids. Uh, in fact, uh, my legal formal name is actually Edwin James Woolley, but I decided probably about kindergarten or first grade that I didn't like being called Eddie, and I wanted to be called Jim like my grandpa because I thought he was cool. And so I've gone by Jim ever since. Now, this time is supposed to be for all of us to, as family and friends to share memories, if you like. I'm going to kind of get us started, warm up the crowd, so to speak. But if you don't want to come up and share memories from the podium here, that's okay. I heard it said once that the two biggest fears that people have are death, number two, and the number one fear is public speaking. And in fact, at a funeral, most people would rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy. So if you don't want to come up and you just want to share some memories with the family uh, when we have lunch together afterwards, that would be just fine. So one of the things that I feel very fortunate about is my family and I, we grew up in Sacramento, right, just a few hours from here. And we had both sets of grandparents lived in Redding. And so we would come to Redding, usually when I was quite young, when we were growing up, every other weekend We'd spend every other Christmas up here. My siblings and I would come up here for the summer. We would always fight over who got to stay with Grandpa and Grandma for a week or two in the summertime. Um, if while I'm speaking you hear me use the name Boompa, that's actually what we called Jim. Because when I was little, I couldn't say Grandpa Bauman. I said Boompa, and his wife Jeannie was Booma. So if you hear Boompa and Booma, that's how we refer to them. And I sometimes can't uh, distinguish. I, I feel weird calling my Grandpa Jim. So if I say Boompa, just bear with me. But we got to spend lots of time with both sets of grandparents because they both lived in Reading. And so we had the great fortune of getting to know our grandparents very well. I've come to learn as I've grown up uh, that most people didn't have that experience. Grandparents lived far away. They would see them maybe once or twice a year. And what we had was quite special to get to know our, our grandparents and our grandfather um, quite well. As mentioned in the, uh, the obituary, he taught us many things. Uh, he would take us shooting. Myself and my brother and my sister would go shooting with him out in a dry lake bed that was out east of town. And my sister was sharing last night. He said, I remember Boompa used to teach me how to make golf balls and paint cans dance. And that was basically as you'd set up a target and you'd shoot it as it rolled down a hill. And you'd, when you hit it, it would dance or pop and move. And that was a good memory of hers. Uh, I also remember going with him to real estate listings. In fact, you saw uh, in the obituary he got his realtor's license in 1963. And the last couple of days we've been spending some time at his home kind of organizing things and sharing memories and stuff. And I actually found his realtor pin uh, celebrating 40 years as a realtor here in Shasta County. And, and it kind of just helps me remember him looking around here. I know a lot of buildings in town he helped develop and, and build. Uh, the Hilltop Town and Country Center over there with the Willie's Cafe, as he used to call it. We'd go and get Chinese food there quite a bit. But he would take me to listings with him. And I remember going through these houses here in town, and I thought it was so cool that we could walk through somebody's house, and they weren't there, and he was showing it to people. And in fact, I remember one rather large fancy home 
that in the master bathroom had a bidet. And when I was eight, nine years old, I had no idea what that was. Um, I thought it was kind of neat that the master bathroom had a drinking fountain next to the toilet (laughs) because the knob to turn it on kind of looked like a knob on a drinking fountain. I thought, that's pretty neat. I'd like to have a drinking fountain in my bathroom someday. I later learned what a bidet really was, and, and you don't drink from those. So Arthur, my brother, uh, followed in his footsteps as well, right? I took the name Jim. My brother Arthur followed uh, Bumpa's footsteps into the Marine Corps, served in the Marines just like he did. And I love that picture over here to the side, which Art was sharing with me that the rakish tilt to his cover and the smile is no longer acceptable for a Marine Corps picture. You have to look very serious in uniform. But that, I think, just encapsulated the 1940s, right? And those of you that remember that time, remember your own parents and those pictures, it's just a wonderful time with kind of grace and a, and a style and coolness that is different today, but uh, something. And so he served. Uh, this picture here is kind of how I remember him. I know uh, in the later years, you know, as, as we grow old, right, we're not always in the best of health, but he always had an, an amazing smile on his face. And he was quick to smile quick to stick out his hand and say hello. Being in sales, right, as a realtor, you're friends with everybody, right? But he was genuine. And I remember, too, we also remember these memories. If you remember over by the, uh, I think it's the, not the Americana Hotel, one of the other, the hotels kind of off downtown where you've got a, a new black building called The Shack. It's a restaurant. Well, previous to that building being there, there was a smaller white building that also shared the same name, The Shack. And that was a favorite spot of ours where he would take us after going shooting or fishing or running errands with him in general. And we'd go to the shack, and, and the kids, we'd have a burger and a Roy Rogers, which is Coke and cherry grenadine. It's not an alcoholic drink. He wouldn't let us drink at that age. Um, and he would always have half a Budweiser. That's all he had. No more, no less, half a Budweiser. And I just thought it was really cool that we got to go to this lounge with him. And he would play Keno and, and look at the news and stuff like that. And everybody knew him. It was almost like Cheers, if you remember that old TV show. People would come in, Jim, how you doing? Good to see you. They'd ask him about some local event happening or a real estate project he was working on. Uh, and I remember one time the bartender came up to me as he was bringing me another Coke and saying, you know, your grandpa owns the place. And I was like, my grandpa owns a bar? How cool is that? Come to find out later, he owned the building. He didn't own the business, but he owned the building. And that's how he got away with bringing small children into a lounge. Uh, but it was great memories. We'd go there. They had the best burgers in town, and he always loved to take us there. Um, I remember many, many times um, going to church with him and Buma, going when we would come to Reading, Sunday service. We'd usually go and uh, go to a coffee shop at the Red Lion particularly and, and have breakfast and then come to church. Not going to church was never an option especially when we were teenagers, right? Sometimes teenagers don't like to go to church. You know, perish the thought, but it's true, right? And that was never an option when we came to Reading. We were going to church. We sat next to him and Grandma. I remember Christmas Eve services, going to the 11 o'clock Christmas Eve service in the church here where we got to hold the lights and or the candles, excuse me, and, and when all the lights were out and all the candles were lit and everyone was singing Christmas carols, that was just some of my favorite times. And then all... Seven of us, if you can imagine, would pile into one of his Cadillacs and go look at Christmas lights or go home and have to go to bed, and, and we couldn't get up till the morning. So the memories that we have here in Reading, especially in his home, we spent time there the last few days kind of organizing things and going through pictures and 
We brought a lot of fun pictures there out in the narthex, and there's some in the fellowship hall that you'll get to see too. Uh, especially when he was young, he was quite a ham. There were some of those pictures where he's smiling. Uh, um, there's even some pictures of costume parties that I never knew about, right? That was a long, long time ago when he was quite young, but he and Buma would love to go on cruises. Uh, the flowers here with the orchids and the bird of paradise, they love to go to Hawaii. Uh, I thought it was great that we could find tropical flowers here in Redding to do such beautiful bouquets, and I know that's wonderful memories uh, of him. Um, I just remember, too, that he was always very strong in his faith, right? He always instructed his grandkids in righteousness. Um, he was always very assured of his faith and, and taught us what Christ did for him, what Christ's job for the church was, and, and what we we're supposed to do as believers. And I know uh, his body is in the casket here, but his spirit is not with us, right? He has been reunited with Christ, reunited with uh, his first love, Buma, and his body is going to be set aside, right, until the second coming of Christ where we will all meet him in the air and we will dance with Christ for eternity, right? That is our hope as Christians. So as Pastor mentioned, in the upper room, they were talking about tumultuous times, and we're going through some tumultuous times now, although my grandmother Gladys remembers tumultuous times too, many times throughout her lifetime, and my aunts and uncles that are here. We've all been through tumultuous times, and it always seems like the world is being absolutely torn apart uh, at any moment. But our faith is what gets us through these hard times, right? And his faith got him through hard times. It was his joy during good times. Uh, it was comfort during tough times. Um, but something that he always held to and demonstrated for us, right, as parents, as grandparents, that's our number one job, to demonstrate to our kids and grandkids how they should live and how they should love others, right? So for me, that's lots of memories. Does anybody else want to share? Amanda, Art, no? You don't have to. It's all good. Did I miss anything? Left out anything that was uh, a fun Boompa story? So, again, thank you so much for coming here today. We really appreciate you joining our family to remember him. Times, it's sad, right? It's okay to be sad. But we know that remembering him will make us happy, will bring us joy. And again, seeing him someday when we're all un reunited with Christ uh, is something we can look forward to. So after our closing hymn today, please join us in the fellowship hall. The ladies have made a, a wonderful casserole, several casserole lunch, which I guess he really loved to come to the church potlucks and have casserole. And then for dessert, the piece de resistance, his famous or favorite, not famous, he didn't make it, he didn't cook. Uh, another memory of his I always thought was funny was he was a Corsair mechanic in the Marines. But when we came to his house, his VCR was always flashing 12, 12, 12. <laughs> Wasn't quite sure how to reset. He would ask us grandkids to do it. But, again, the best part of the luncheon today is his favorite, cherry pie. That was always his favorite dessert, his favorite breakfast, his favorite lunch. <laughs> and Amanda and Arthur and I loved it when we used to get to have cherry pie for breakfast. Hello? with Boompa when we would come to visit him. So thank you again, everybody, for coming today. We really appreciate you being here. Also, in, in the back in the narthex, there were some boxes, as we read in the obituary at the end, that if you'd like to make a donation to those three organizations that were near and dear to his heart, please feel free um, as you feel led. But uh, those will be out there, and then they'll be in the fellowship hall as well. So thank you very much. Thank you, Jim. Sorry, I called you Ben. It's okay, you can correct me.
you guys hear that? He said, pastor can say whatever he wants. Right? <laughs> oh. um, as, as we play and sing our final, final hymn, let's lift high the cross. Um, and we're using a recording today because it's, we wanted it to sound big. And so it will sound big, which is great because that's really what today is all about, the, the, is that um, the party going up in heaven. And it's all about lifting high the cross of Jesus here on earth as we prepare ourselves to finally get there too. And uh, the family will, will depart during the singing of, of the hymn. And as they exit, and you can, everybody else, as soon as we finish, can follow it into the par- fellowship hall. I'll get it out of my mouth. To the fellowship hall for the lunch and the cherry pie.